Ready to keep you company wherever you are. Card Blanche, the podcast, brings you immersive, hard-hitting stories anytime, anywhere, every week. It's another installment of the whole big grab with the Daily Maverick. Rolling blackouts persist, but do we really want a national state of disaster again? Putting Democratic Alliance leadership tussles into perspective, public outrage over SA Tourism's 1 billion rand offer to sponsor Tottenham Hotspur. And it's the State of the Nation address, and the nation is in a state. But it's not all bad news as we discuss why everyday kindness and compassion is good for you. And SA's flautist voter Kellerman makes history at the Grammys. Welcome to another weekly news wrap. Lots and lots of news to unpack in a very short space of time. Welcome, Feriel. Hello, Masa. Great to be with you again. So let's get right into it. We are still in the midst of this energy crisis and we've got our president coming out of the ANC, NEC Lokhotla, saying that this could be declared a national state of disaster. I must say, we did a poll on the Daily Maverick. We've still got the results coming in, but when I checked yesterday, most people are so weary of the last state of disaster that there wasn't really much support for this one, Masa. And I think that's because we saw during the COVID state of disaster that a lot of misspending happened. I mean, I think we still... Mm counting the money because what it does is it bypasses procurement regulations and many people are nervous that that will happen again and of course that government with its big hands will infringe on your freedoms like it did before so I'm thinking roast chicken open-toed sandals oh yes made such fun of. yeah that really was a dark time I don't think any one of us wants to go back to that time and it just begs the question that even if we were declared to become into a national state of disaster is that going to solve the energy crisis is that going to mean that we won't experience load shedding? You know, in my experience, government throws big sounding names at things. So in December, as we hit stage six and you saw um, power cuts every day through the festive season when demand was quite low, there was press release saying there's a deployment of defence force platoons or soldiers to about six or eight power stations, may even have been a few more than that. And yet... After that, I mean, load shedding just continued every single day. I saw an article in Bloomberg, Massa, which says by yesterday, we had had 94 days of load shedding. Sure. It really is feeling like a state of disaster. It's just the implementation of what that means on the ground might be a bit of a problem, especially for our liberties. And looking forward to SONA, the State of the Nation address that will be coming up soon, That'll definitely be key in the president's speech, obviously, to address this crisis that we are facing right now. But, Feriel, I also wanted to talk about the state of Gauteng and the coalitions that are just falling apart. We've got water shortages. We've got power cuts over and above load shedding. It just seems that this is the state of the disaster. You know, Masa, my phone hasn't stopped pinging this week because my special area of coverage is cities and Johannesburg in particular. And people have been 
absolutely desperate. There have been areas southwest, south of the city, where there hasn't been water for maybe five days at a run. Earlier this week, we saw the Yeovil Reservoir going out, which took out a whole number of areas in the east and the inner city. So I think what you're seeing now is the domino effect of a power crisis has on water, and we're starting to see that around the country in Sosyangube this week massive protests. So when you have power failures at treatment stations or at pumping stations in the water system, the impacts are almost immediate. And then recovering from them, because I've been reading quite deeply about this, takes four to five days. So I'm not sure if you've experienced it, but I think if you do another one of those rounds that you do so well on carte blanche of going to a whole block of shops or houses, uh, the impacts for me are are almost Mm. worse than power cuts. No, absolutely. And I mean, when we are looking at your speciality here, speaking of local politics, a race that I am closely watching is former mayor, then not mayor, then former mayor, then current mayor, then, I mean, you just can't keep up. Mm-hmm. But currently, Dr. Mpo Palate is no longer the mayor of the city of Johannesburg. And I will say for now, because we just never know. We don't know. We just don't know. But looking at this race, the DA Federal Conference taking place in April, it has already kicked off with a bang. We've seen Dr. Mpopaladze put up her hand to contest against John Steenhazen, the current leader, and he's welcomed this as well. But what I've also noted, Ferial, is that Mpopaladze is on a media drive. No, Dr. Palazzi was... Such a popular mayor of Joburg. I mean, I think people just loved that year. You have this doctor who's decided to go into public service. She was extremely energetic, Masa. Over December, you literally saw she and her team, especially then MMC Michael Sun, literally camping mm. at uh, city power offices in Reuben, trying to get the heads around the aftermath of, of the storms and the power crisis the city was in then. And always I felt in her almost one year in office, that she was quite a breath of fresh air for Johannesburg. Obviously, she's out now. We have uh, Mr. Tapelo Ahmad as the mayor, and the ANC has said that's just interim until they can get their act together. So I do think he's only going to stay maybe even less than the 100 days he's given himself to make some real changes. I just wanted to finish that. I then reported quite deeply on what are the chances of Dr. Palazzi Massa. And if you look at how the DA Congress works, it does seem to favor John Steenhazen much more than it would Dr. Palazzi. And, And I spoke to lots of people, even people who support her, and they say that her campaign is out of the starting blocks too late. So maybe I think she's just putting up her hand this time, and then in the next race, which is in three years' time, she would be then perhaps the most serious candidate then. But this time, mm. I think her chances are are quite slim even given her popularity in the city and perhaps even in the country. I thought she had quite uh, little support considering her launch at the campaign. You know, there were very few councillors who showed up. She also seemingly had not so much support from the party itself as she faced all of this turmoil in the city. People in the DA say that Mbali and Tuli, who also ran against John Stianazen, 
much more of a deep inside, been in the party for a much longer time. And she mm. also um, didn't get a good result, as we know now, and has subsequently resigned. So they say that's the kind of template facing this run by Dr. Mpopalatze. I think I agree with that too. But the big story that has gripped me is the Daily Mavericks expose, your exclusive on SA Tourism deal with Tottenham Hotspur. And that has gotten the acting CEO, Mr. Temba Kumalo, quite upset. I mean, I watched his media briefing and he basically shouted and pointed and was irritable and quite demeaning, I must say, to the public and seemed quite annoyed that the information is now out in the public more than anything else. I do think that once Rebecca, our colleague, broke that story this week, Masa, I don't think SA Tourism expected the blowback. I mean, the memes have been unbelievable. Doesn't I mean, Spurs isn't the greatest team. The comparisons mm. with South Africa's performance. People so angry and the political response has been very quick with political parties demanding answers and saying that that deal should not go ahead. If anything has been signed, it needs to be cancelled. And I think most people are making the obvious comparison. If you don't have money to pay for diesel to keep our electricity on, how can you blow a billion? And you have no guarantee of outcomes for that. Even Tebe Ikalafeng, who is Mr. Brand South Africa, saying this is absolute nonsense. That was Mm. the clincher for me when I saw his response. And I mean, the acting CEO rebuts that to say that, look, as SA Tourism, they are not responsible for the energy crisis or solving that or potholes or crime. Theirs is to get people here and to get brand South African tourism out there. And that is what they're doing. But to put all your eggs in one basket and a team that honestly, for one team that honestly is not that popular in South Africa. It's not one of the biggest ones if you're looking at the Premier League, but also we are coming out of COVID. We have a tourism industry that needs an injection. We have the private sector in tourism who's contributed so much and would rather, I think that money would be better used there if his argument is that we can't fix ESCOM's problem as SA Tourism. Fine, I understand that, I appreciate that. But then why not use it for better placed things in South Africa, assisting the private sector that has really taken a knock? It really does look like a vanity project, Masa. And Mm. all the key role players in tourism who we follow and go to, they're all saying this money could be spent so, so much better. And South Africa, um, I was reading an article by my colleague Georgina Croth, is having a decent tourism season. Hey? I mean, um, mm. the Kruger was full. I, I mentioned I spoke to Ak Pasla the other week. Um, Cape Town numbers in having a bumper, bumper season. So there obviously is demand there. And whether this is the best way of stimulating that demand, most people are saying absolutely not. Also, a part of this was to say the minister was not aware of this deal. And what I got my take home was that even after all of this 
outrage and this outcry is that SA Tourism still wants to go ahead with this deal anyway. Um, it does look like they've gone quite far down the road. And obviously, the CEO doesn't want to have egg on his face because Ollie Barrett was reporting out of London, clearly from Spurs insiders, that the deal was very close to being inked. It was days mm. away. And the tourism minister, although she has denied it now, it was clear that Lindy Wesisulu had been involved thereof. And she obviously, to be honest, I think she knows that she's out and she maybe saw this as a great legacy announcement as she possibly exits cabinet um, even as early as next week. But that one has completely, completely backfired if that was her thinking. From innovation to inspiration, here are this week's green shoots to bring a smile to your face. Very interesting article in Daily Maverick called What's Your Compassion? Wasn't that just beautiful? Just Um, exactly what we needed. It's my colleague with possibly the biggest heart in journalism, Mark Haywood, the reading of the holidays, seeing as he does, and saying to us that South Africans do and must continue to exercise compassion as, as the biggest muscle that we have. I certainly learned a lot from it because I don't know about you, Masa, but when the water is not running and you have no power, your your instinct mm. is to look to self, to sort for self. And he's saying, actually, this is the time when we need to exercise a bigger and a greater solidarity. And I see today he's on that march to ESCOM, which also looks very mm. interesting. And I think we'll be seeing plenty more of those marches and the compassion that he speaks of in that article throughout these protests as well because it's South Africans uniting. It's South Africans saying, you know, I'm not suffering alone. We're all suffering. Let's stand together. Absolutely. I mean, it was really interesting to see marches fixing some potholes on the way, clearly standing up against the proposed tariff increase, 18.5%, and also demanding a much better solution thinking around load shedding. I was really interested to read a muscle because I'm trying to do an energy solutions newsletter now that because people have been putting solar up so quickly, it eliminated possibly one stage of load shedding in 2022. And the speed at which solar is being used as an alternative could take two more stages out of load shedding for 2020. Oh, wow. So that at least is some good news, right? Masa, I've been trying to be looking for hope and inspiration and my biggest note this week was to see that Voter Kellerman, this he's been nominated for his fourth Grammy. It's for that beautiful track by Yete with and with sex, I was listening to it ahead of our recording today and it is so gorgeous. Um, I went to see him at the Joy of Jazz last year in November and he truly is one of our fantastic musicians who has just gone on to get Grammy after Grammy after Grammy and he together with others is really expanding our music in new and exciting ways. So that was definitely my green shoot of the week. Talk about SA tourism just working for free. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Not a billionaire. <laughs> no, <laughs> just talent. <laughs> I think that is so amazing. As I always love to hear, especially because I love music as well. It, when our artists just shine and wave our flag on high, it really is just such a warming feeling. Beautiful. Have a fantastic week and thank you for another awesome weekly news wrap. And that's a wrap. Join us again next week as we unpack more local and international headlines. 
Until then, give Carte Blanche and The Daily Maverick a like and follow on socials. Thank you for listening. For more episodes, be sure to subscribe to Carte Blanche, the podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. While you're at it, why not rate and review us? We love hearing from our listeners.